we arise for the short reading of the Word of God. We're going to look at Mark 16, 15 and John 11, 5. And hopefully by end of this sermon, you have memorized these two verses. Mark 16, 15, the word of God said, He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Amen. Now John 11, 5. Ready? Now Jesus loved Martha. Father, I pray in your name that you would give us a deeper understanding for every listener this morning and that you will bless me with the greater wisdom to be able to articulate the heart of your voice, your word. Empower us, help us, God, to respond to what you are saying into our lives. Help us to rise and say yes to your invitation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Remember, last Sunday, I talked about the gift that God gave each one of us, right? The gift box of mourning. And, you know, before I start preaching, I need to say two things that I feel like I didn't get to emphasize last week. You, need, you see, the only way to open the gift box of mourning is through thanksgiving. Without Without intentionally being thankful to God on a day-to-day basis, you are not able to open the actual, when you, when you get rid of, take the ribbon out, and when you open the box, that action is actually gift of thanksgiving. And oftentimes when we are in the wilderness, it's hard to be thankful thankful to God, right? All I see is sand, there's no water, there's no food, right? It's hard to be thankful for. But as children of God, we are never stuck. Everybody say never stuck. stuck. You and I are never stuck in the wilderness. There's a magic door. Everybody say magic door. The magic door, the gate is called thanksgiving. The scripture says enter his gate with thanksgiving. You know what that means? No matter what you feel and what you're doing, you're dying, dried out in the middle of the desert. If you are able huh, to, to, to intentionally thank God, this magic door appears in the middle of the wilderness, and you could enter, enter into God's presence. And there you could open up the gift of that morning. And remember I told you about uh, this all got started when I triggered when we first opened the church? I feel like I really never finished that story. So let me finish that story. This does not include it in my 30 minutes. Now, empty seats triggered me, right? So like, for, but at last eight months, though, I've been doing interactive gratitude. And I preached a sermon earlier about interactive gratitude, thankfulness, be like lenses of thankfulness. So listen to that. It tells you how to do interactive gratitude. Eight months of doing intentional interactive gratitude allowed me in the last two months to open that gift box of mourning. And when I opened that gift box of mourning, and first I thought I was just mourning for disappointment that there are empty seats. But when I opened that box and mourned for the empty seats, God led me to my disappointment as a child. 
that I was left behind at the ages of three, four, five, and I was hungry and I was scared. And I got to mourn for that three-year-old, that four-year-old, that five-year-old. And as I mourn for that child, that neglected child, when I came back to church, were there still empty seats? Yes. But you know what? Instead of empty seats, you know what my eyes saw? My eyes saw Chinwe leading worship. It's been her, Chinwe's, and my greatest hope and desire that we one day we will work full time side by side. Remember that? From the day one, that we always say you will be our full time worship pastor. Finally, in 2021, that actually happened. Wow! Wow! Chinwei, full-time worship pastor. But I didn't, I wasn't able to see and enjoy this gift when I didn't mourn for the disappointments. But when I mourned for the disappointment, I actually got to see the goodness of God that I already possessed, and I was finally able to enjoy the good things that God has blessed me. Man, you guys should have been there when we had like our first all church, all members meeting like a few weeks ago. And I saw Daniel leading, you know, giving, you know, what we've been through in the year and a half and what, where we're going. And my heart just swelled with joy. Yes, not many people were there because, you know, the food came late and, you know, uh, we're still in the middle of pandemic. But you know what? That didn't bother me. What I saw was Daniel Lee, like sharing with such excitement and joy. And I thought, Daniel, 10 years, you, he's been standing next to us in the good times and the bad times. And I was so full of thankfulness. I was able to enjoy the good things that I already possessed. Right? So that was from last week. Okay? So let's talk about this week. You guys ready? So I want to just invite you to my world. Is that okay? Right? So I'm more of a prophetic preacher where I have to live it out. I preach what I experience and what, when I've been touched by heaven, that's what I am able to declare to you. So that means I have to be vulnerable and I have to open up my life and just be naked before you right? And just show you as it is. And I am going to do that very thing today. You know, God showed me something very deep and very different just this week. You know what I realized? In 2021, I've been constantly been shocked and traumatized by shocking news about friends, church members, family members, crazy things. My closest friends are going through one of the most difficult times of their lives. So many members at our church had lost their loved ones. Niece, uncle, father. That's traumatic, isn't it? All at once. Hmm? Grandmother. And then the news about our precious Milo. Oh, oh, that hurts so much. I believe. But I'm so scared, guys. I pray with faith for God to heal Milo, but I still cry a lot when I pray for Milo. You see, a lot of this traumatic news have triggered this different parts of me. 
that, that was wounded in the past trauma of my own. And you know what? God has been so good to me because he released a greater healing through every situation. So personal, okay, this week, okay, coming to my life, I realized I've been walking with about five different people who's going through the valley of the valley season of their lives, okay? And this week, you know what I realized? That I've been living with this bad migraine headache. I wake up to it, I live with it all day, and I fall asleep. About three and a half weeks, I couldn't shake this headache off. And then every morning, I am so exhausted like abnormally exhausted, as if like when I try to wake up, there's 200 pounds weight is on me. And it's like, oh, like, and I started to wonder in God, God, like what's wrong with me? Am I getting sick? Do I have some kind of sickness? that? I, do I need to go see a doctor? Am I stressed? In my mind, I don't feel stressed, but often my body knows first. So am I stressed, God? I started to wonder. God, show me what's going on. What, what, why am I tired and why can't I shake this headache off? And then I realized I'm so sensitive. If you have met with me in the last few weeks, you probably saw me crying. We'll be hiking side by side and I'm just sharing and then I'm crying. <laughs> and you might think, oh, she's so vulnerable. Inside of me, I'm so embarrassed. It's like, stop crying. <laughs> I'm so sensitive, guys. I'm so in tune with this sadness. It's driving me crazy. And then I find myself worried and scared about every little thing. My head, my left brain knows there's nothing wrong. But my right brain is just freaking out and worried about Alethea, worried about Benjamin, worried about every church member. If I have met with you after we left, I'm worried about you. And then this week, I called my friend Anna, and this is what she said. She, she started, she's like, Sonny, guess what? I had a crazy experience this week. I go, what? So I was struggling, and I was talking to Song Shim. Song Shim is our other friend who's a therapist. She's amazing, by the way. While I was talking to Song Shim, I became aware of part of me that I was never aware of all my life. And then what I realized was that unaware part of me was actually leading my life. I was like, what? That's, that's interesting. And when I, when I talked with, and when I hung up the phone, I realized, shoot, I think maybe there's a part of me that I wasn't aware of all my life, and that part of me is being triggered. And maybe what I'm doing, a 50-year-old pastor who's been trained and who's been in ministry 30 years, I know what to do. I have the capacity. But maybe with all these shocking news, this part of me that was triggered, this fragmented part of me got woken up, got triggered, and she's leading my life. And what I am doing is beyond her capacity. Could it be? Are you understanding me? I'm not sure, but I'm just wondering, is there a part of me that's alive and leading right now and walking with these people with all these crazy situations 
Maybe it's beyond this child, this part fragmented self, wounded self of me. And that's why I'm so tired. And maybe that's why I have this migraine headache that I cannot get rid of. So I started to wonder and curious. So I'm giving you my journey of this week. So I said, God, like, could it be? Is there part of me that you're trying to reveal that I'm not aware of? God, will you show me? Could, would you reveal this fragmented part of me that I'm not aware of? You see, Song Shim, she's been studying lately a lot and being trained about healing the fragmented selves from trauma. And so I'm like, that sounds really interesting. Half of me don't understand what it means, but then part of me, I feel like I'm living it out. So I'm like, that's interesting. So I'm doing Emmanuel journaling, right? and if you don't know, I also preached a sermon about it, so look for it. It shows you how to do it. As um, I, Of course, I start with interactive gratitude, and then I'm just asking God, like, you know, you know, telling God about the struggles and allowing God to synchronize with me. And this memory came out of nowhere through my Emmanuel journaling. And the first memory was when I was in, like, in elementary school, guys, we were all friends. Like, us, like, Koreans, right? A bunch of Koreans in the neighborhood. Like, we were, like, army. We, we woke up, we gathered, we played together. During recess at school, we, my friend and I would gather all the Koreans and we would play games, right, together. And then other people are like, I wish I was Korean. So we were like, like, <laughs> awesome. And during summer, summertime, you know what we did? We would divide those kids and we would say, you teach math to them, you teach English to them, you teach Korean, you teach Bible. We had our own summer school. <laughs> Fifth grade, my friend and I were the lead. We were amazing. But I got this memory where my other friend got mad at this other friend that wasn't a leader. But it was kind of not fair. And you know what I did? The loyal me stood up for justice. I was like, and so I took this friend's side. And then my BFF got really mad and felt betrayed, I think, right? Because we were supposed to be like this. And you know what she did? She gathered all those gangs, the, 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 the Korean gang, right? And, and, and made everyone come against me. And even the very one that I stood up for, I got in trouble because I stood up for, she even got her to join them. And so every day, these kids kids would come and yell outside of my door, Sunny, Sunny, move away. We hate you. We don't want you. Move away. Ah, They're laughing. I felt so alone. I felt so betrayed. And then as I'm doing Emmanuel Journal, I'm like, see, she and I are still friends. I'm like, what in the world? Why did I forgive her so quickly? Because a few weeks after that, we were BFFs again, right? Like, why did you forgive her so fast? And then another memory came. Two more memories where she made fun of me and I was ashamed. And, And this anger came out of me. It's like... Man, how dare she? 
She made something beautiful, something bad. Standing up for someone, she made it bad. It's like you, this little child's going like, to think twice before standing up for somebody. And I remember in senior year, we were going to a party, and at a party, she blurted out, this is TMI, everyone, Sunny is still a virgin. Ha, 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 ha. And everybody laughed and made fun of me. Do you know, I worked hard to keep my virginity till then. But that moment marked me, and I wanted to get rid of my virginity because of that. What was beautiful, what I was fighting for that was good, I was so traumatized that I was ashamed. And then continuing with Emmanuel journaling, why did I forgive her so quickly? And, and I love her. What is going on? And I just couldn't understand. Like, you're not Jesus. Like, how could you forgive, like, again and again, right? And I felt so stuck. I called my friend, Songshim. Songshim, uh, I heard you're studying about fragmented selves of trauma. I don't know what that means, but uh, can you help me find, discover my parts that I'm not aware of? She's like, okay, so tell me. So I'm telling her everything I just told you thus far. And then she said, okay, Sonny, imagine in your mind, chairs, you're the adult 50-year-old pastor, Sonny, sitting with different parts of yourselves. Invite them to sit and imagine, who do you see? And the way you could see and recognize is your emotions that you've been experiencing lately. First, you know what I felt was sad. Because remember, I cried about everything, and I was ashamed. I felt like sadness. Oh, man. OK. Oh, well, I wish I had tape. It would have been so good if I could just tape it right here, right? But I'll just put it right here. Sad. I, I felt sad. I was like, they're sad. Sad, sad, Sunny. Everybody say, sad, Sunny. And I said, oh, wait, wait, wait. She's not alone. She's sitting right next to their BFFs with afraid, Sunny. Okay, my assistant, you could do that. Afraid, Sunny. And then she's like, do you notice anyone else? I noticed loyal, Sunny. Here, right here. Loyal, Sunny. She's like, do, what about anything else? I'm like, that's all I'm noticing right now. And then she said, well, who do you want to talk to right now? I know this sounds weird, but you guys, it was powerful, so stay with me. I said, uh, I want to talk to Loyal Sunny. She's like, okay, what do you sense? What are you, what are you, what, what are you sensing? Loyal Sunny always chooses forgiveness. Loyal Sunny it always says, it's going to be okay. I could figure it out. I know what to, I could do it. I know what I'm doing. Don't worry. Loyal Sunny always chooses forgiveness to move forward. And so Songshim asked Loyal Sunny, let's ask her, why do you do that? And the Loyal Sunny says, because if I don't, sadness and afraid Sunny, sad Sunny and afraid Sunny will be locked up in the pit of darkness and they'll drown in there. What? And there's a lot of demons in there. We, we can't have that. So I gotta protect sad and afraid Sunny. 
So I got to forgive. Where did you learn that? Well, when I was young, my mom and dad fought violently in front of us and traumatized the mess out of us just because they couldn't forgive each other. Even from a six, seven, eight-year-old, forgive and move on. But they couldn't. So we thought, wow, loyal Sonny, you're amazing. Wow, we're so proud of you. Thank you. And so we started to like really recognize and affirm loyal Sonny. And then Songshim said, let's tell loyal Sonny, hey, loyal Sonny, why don't you, would you like to like rest a while? Is it okay if we talk focused on sad and afraid Sonny? And then loyal, loyal Sonny is like, please. <laughs> right? And, and, and she's like, what do you sense? I see loyal Sonny leaning on a 50-year-old just, oh, okay, you take over. Okay, you do it. And so I said, okay, loyal Sonny, rest. So I went to uh, sad and afraid Sonny, right? I was like, okay, I want to focus on you. But then when I wanted to focus on when the loyal Sonny disappeared, instead of sadness or fear, anger came. Angry Sonny arose. And this angry Sonny judged everyone. What kind of mother? What kind of father? What kind of friend? What kind of human being molests a five-year-old? Ah, she's just judging. And this angry Sonny hates loyal Sonny. They don't deserve your forgiveness. What the heck are you doing? You're abusing sad and afraid, Sonny. Ang when loyal Sonny sat down, angry Sonny got up and tried to protect afraid and Sonny, as sad Sonny. And you know what Sangshim said? You know, uh, angry Sonny, you make sense. You're right. How dare they? How could they? What kind of mother would leave a three-year-old for hours to be hungry for days? That's why, like, I'm so, like, I want to make sure Aletia eats. Like, you don't want this? Okay, what else do you want me to cook? Benjamin's like, just, just cook something, and if she doesn't eat, don't let her. No, I'll cook <laughs> seven, eight, ten different things so that she would eat. My child will eat. <laughs> so this angry Sonny hates loyal Sonny and hates everyone and doesn't want to forgive anyone. And when we said, you make sense, angry Sonny, you make sense. You should be angry. You make sense. And, and then that anger kind of subsided. And then sadness finally took over when anger sat down. And I just started to weep, guys. I just, I just started to weep. And this sad Sonny felt hopeless and alone. And so Songshim asked Sad Sunny, what do you need? And Sad Sunny's like, I just need someone bigger, someone nicer to come be with me. Come take care of me. Come help me. I need help. I, I feel helpless. Please don't leave me. Please, somebody be with me. Help me. Wow. Sad Sunny, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry we started to pay attention to her. And then... Afraid Sonny arose when sad Sonny was met with. A fear came over me. Afraid Sonny was right there to the next, next to sad Sonny. And she said, I'm so afraid. When no one came, I made wrong decisions or bad things happened to me. 
I'm afraid bad things are going to continue to happen to me. I'm afraid things are going to fall apart. I'm afraid that bad things are going to happen to Aletheia and all her friends are like, going to be like my mean friend. And I don't know how to protect her. The afraid Sunny was so afraid for everything, to lose everything, to lose everyone. I realized that afraid Sunny was the stronger one that tried to protect the sad Sunny. And that's why every time I felt sad, fear took over my life. As we pay attention to the afraid and sad Sunny, we said, we can help you. You see, me, now I'm 50 years old. I've been trained. I have the capacity, and I have God's anointing. I have wisdom. I could take care of you. I will be with you so you could rest in me. And when that happened, something in my chest is like, oh, this like, tap, tap. I don't know how to say it in English. Only word is frustration, but this tap, tap, like, oh, I can't breathe. Like, I can't, like, this this like took over, this frustrated sunny in my chest took over and, and, I, and all of a sudden I felt like death is the only option. So you see this frustrated sunny was disgusted with life and this frustrated sunny said it's not worth it. It's not worth to fight to live, to fight for marriage, for church members, forget it. It's not worth it. They're going to go back Fall into sin and they're going to be, it's not worth it. This disgusted, frustrated Sonny said, death is the only option. That's why a lot of times, Benjamin, you saw when that frustrated Sonny came, she wants to die. It's not worth living. And then Songshim said something very interesting to this frustrated Sonny. She said, you know what? You make sense. Of course you're frustrated and you want to die. Of course. Because this pain is too intense for Sunny to handle. You're trying to help. You're trying to exit out of this intense pain. You make sense. And when Songshim said that, 50-year-old Sunny, I, was, I felt this compassion and this thankfulness towards this frustrated, sunny. And you know what I said? I said, it's okay. You don't have to go away. You know what? What I realized was this angry sunny and all these other sunnies was afraid of frustrated sunny and tried every way to lock frustrated sunny up. This was demonic, Sonny. This was like, you can reason with her. She has no access to prefrontal cortex, right? There's no access to left brain. So they were afraid and they wanted to lock her up. But the 50-year-old Sonny said, actually, you make sense. You don't have to go away. Stay here as long as you need to. I could handle you. I could take care of you. And you know what? I want to thank you, frustrated Sonny, because you were so in tune. You were so frustrated with injustice in life. That's why, look at all, and in my head, I'm showing all the pictures and videos of mission trips. Because of that, 
we were able to see the hopelessness and helplessness in others, other orphans and other widows and other people that were struggling. Because of you, we are who we are. I am who I am, ministering to the ends of the earth. Frustrated, Sonny, you make sense, and thank you. And when I did that, loyal, Sonny, was quiet came out and I just imagined loyal Sonny just dancing yeah! just dancing around all five different parts you see yesterday as I met with my friends Hongshim I discovered five different fragmented selves of mine loyal sad afraid angry and frustrated Sonny and when and I felt peace after that session, I felt okay. I felt very weak. I tried to go walking and then I almost fainted. I felt really weak. But I felt grounded and rooted. I felt fine. I felt okay. And then when I hung up the phone, Mark chapter 16, 15 came to my mind. Going to all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And I heard God's whisper, Sonny, just as I am calling you, to go to all the world and preach the gospel, I am calling you to allow the power of the gospel to reach all parts of you. Mm. Not only the loyal Sonny who knows how to forgive and move forward in life, but the sad Sonny, afraid Sonny, angry Sonny, and frustrated Sonny. Today, the sermon, the word of God is simple. God is calling each one of you to preach the gospel to all parts of who you are. You think this is all you are, but you don't, you know what? There's part of you that you're not aware of. You see, like I'm a teacher in heart, so I, I, I got to have some kind of illustration, right? There's, if you ask God to show you, there's another part of you that you're not aware of. That needs the power of the gospel to influence. And, and guess what? There's more. There's deeper parts of you that is wounded, that has been hidden, that has been abused, that has been uh, judged. But God is saying, she needs, every part of you needs the gospel to be reached. And then I remember last week's sermon. And then John 15, 5 came to me. This all happened yesterday, guys. I actually had a different sermon in mind, and I just had to change into this. It says, now... Jesus loved Martha. Not only did Jesus love Mary, Mary who knew how to choose the better things. Not only Jesus loved Lazarus who was sick and who died and needed his healing power, but even Martha. I believe in every one of us, there's Martha, there's Mary, there's Lazarus. Knowing all that, Jesus loved Martha. Just like not only did Jesus love loyal Sonny, who knows how to forgive, Jesus loved sad, afraid, angry, and frustrated Sonny. Oh, I didn't make it. Sorry, Aletheia, but I'm almost done. I want to quickly look at a few scriptures. Daniel, if you could help me put it up there. You see, I believe... 
that God is calling you and I to look deeper within your Marthas. Because even within the Martha, there are different parts of you that you are not aware of. Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. Is it there? Okay. This is last week's uh, scripture. Here, Martha was distracted, right? And Martha was resentful. Jesus, don't you see my sister's not helping? Can you tell her? She was resentful to her sister. She was resentful to Jesus. And what did Jesus say? Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed and ended only one. And Mary chose the better and it will not be taken away. Every time I read this, angry sunny rises up. Well, the work has to be done. Like, you want your disciples to be fed, Jesus, and you're not going to take that away from Mary? So are you saying that I don't have to cook? You want me to come and sit? Like, this angry sunny rises up. <laughs> Eleven nineteen. when Lazarus dies, many people come to comfort them. You know what that showed me? Martha loved everyone. Yeah. When you love, people come and love you back, yeah. Right? 11.20, Martha heard that Jesus was coming and she went out to meet. You know, Martha was a woman of action. She was amazing. Mary stayed. She's like, oh, she knows how to choose the better things. But when she heard Jesus was coming, guess what? She still stayed in the room. I'm not biased about Martha, but, you know, Martha ran. She was a woman of action. I like that. Verse 21. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. This woman of action also questions God. God, like, why wouldn't you come? Was hurt by God. 11.24, Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Martha had faith. She questioned, she was resentful, but she also was a woman of faith, guys. She believed in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. She had faith in Jesus. Hmm? On and on, right? Even here, like verse 39, Martha's like, when Jesus is take away the stone, Martha's like, oh, Jesus, it's going to smell bad. She, he's been dead for three days. Martha doesn't understand the work of God sometimes. It's like, what? Doesn't make sense. God, if you know good, if you're a good God, why would you let these bad things happen to these good people? Martha doesn't sometimes understand the plans of God and questions. John 12, 2, after everything, here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor, and Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table. After all that, Martha, oh, Martha, Martha, still served. The woman of action. Martha has many characteristics, good, bad, weak, and strong. She has faith, but she also had doubts. She ran to Jesus, but she also resented Jesus. She couldn't stop serving others and God, no matter how she felt. Often, we judge one side of ourselves, and we want to throw away the whole thing. But God is saying, today you're going to preach the gospel to all parts of you. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth. You, you're go, if you invite me to help you become aware of all fragmented selves of you, 
If you invite me, you're going to become aware and you're going to preach the gospel. God is saying, I love you. I love all parts of you. I desire to pay attention to all parts of you. Will you let the power of the gospel reach every part of you that you have worked so hard to hide or protect? Today, the word of God is a simple invitation. Preach the gospel to all parts of you. Embrace the parts you were so scared of, you were so embarrassed of, you were so sad about, and even hated. Will you rise up with me? Today, I want you to open your hearts, open your hands to God right now. And we just invite God to go into all parts of you, even the parts that you are not aware of, just like the Russian doll. And I want you to ask God for anointing to preach the gospel to the all parts of you. You see, Today, to the afraid Sonny, I want to declare, afraid Sonny, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. To the sad Sonny, I want to declare the word of God. I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And to the frustrated disgusted, angry, Sonny, I want to declare, you shall not die, but live and declare the works of God. And you know what? I want to pay attention and I want to preach the gospel to the loyal Sonny. Sonny who took care of everyone and everything. I want to say, many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter now into the joy of your Lord. And finally, I want to declare to that loyal Sonny, then a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved child in whom I am well pleased. So Holy Spirit, I pray. Let your anointing come upon every mind, every heart that are here and that are listening online. We invite you to bring into awareness the parts of us that we haven't paid attention to. Even the parts, even the sinful parts of us where we need the power of the gospel to reach. Spirit of God, we ask in the name of Jesus, let there be an empowerment today. Just like in Acts, when the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, God, God, you have anointed them to preach the gospel to all nations. And so I pray as we do, as we, God, <laughs> obey that command. Will you also allow us to obey the command to preach the gospel to all parts of us? Holy Spirit, we thank you. We invite you. 
Open our ears to hear your voice saying, I will help you. You make sense. Of course you felt that. Of course, of course. My daughter, of course it makes sense. Of course you were overwhelmed. Of course you felt abandoned. Of course you felt betrayed. Of course you wanted to give up. Of course you wanted to die. Of course you make sense. All parts of you, you make sense. And I am here to embrace. And I am here to hold. And I am here to touch every part of you, even the strong you. You see, the strong you have been neglected because you work so hard to, to just live a normal life, make money, and help take care of your family. The strong you have been neglected and God is saying, I want to preach the gospel to the even strong you. You make sense. I want to bless you. I want to gift you with rest in this season. Allow me to come to every part of you. So God, we thank you. We invite you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen.